Welcome to the Art of the Dive. We're back talking mids and forwards this week. Last week we did a little bit about the goalkeepers and the defenders. Uh, we've got a number of preseason matches that have taken place, so we'll be able to hit on those a little bit. Uh, I've got Nick, Jim, Jake, fellas, how are we? Great. Very good, thank you. Ready to pod. All right, that's Here good. We, go. we have good attitudes today, which is unusual. Normally, the attitudes are very uh, drab, especially Jake, who's like, I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to do this, I guess. So, really happy that you put your smile on today, Jake. Yeah, I, I do what I can for the team. Yeah. Jake, just before the pod started, said that he wishes people hated him more. He said that. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Verbatim. Verbatim. Like the record. Yeah. Uh, All right, so I want to get right into it um, and start with uh, a really good question uh, from FPL Virgin. Writes in, how can we take Leeds seriously when Jesse Marsh is nothing but a glorified Ted Lasso? Happy Ryan's not here right now. That would be a long... uh, He'd be angry, wouldn't he, about that? Yep. Yeah. Leeds have basically become America FC, which is kind of exciting. Um, My favorite squad, obviously, because I saw their documentary. up the whites. Right. Up the whites. Up the whites, indeed. Um, has anyone seen Ted Lasso? Have you guys watched this this show? I watched a little of it, yes. I watched a little as well. I can see the comparisons because they're both American. Right. Is it good, the show? The show mm-hmm. is funny. It doesn't really focus that much on football. It's more about like the interplay between the characters and the emotional development and the struggles that the characters have okay and then football is just the backdrop yeah, that was, of intertwining that, was more that than story I, I was just i just wanted you to say like yeah it's pretty good and then we could have it's a beautiful <laughs> vision into the american life in the uk yeah okay the struggle that we americans face trying to integrate into another culture it's true it, it's it does seem that way right like uh it, american players go over there uh, and and uh, or American coaches or just Americans in general, and it's like it's not super easy to to move into that space. Whereas like the English folk that come over here, everybody loves them. Uh, at least in the footballing world, it's really funny that because I I coach for uh, for my job, and if there's like if somebody has an accent, everybody's like, well, that guy's obviously good. Like he's out, obviously he knows the game. <laughs> and you're like that doesn't mean that's I, just yeah. true in life. If yeah. you have a like an accent, right? Particularly an English accent, yeah. People think you're insanely smart. Yeah. Welcome to America. All right, uh, we're gonna get into some FPL. I think we should kick off with um, some preseason matches and maybe some things that have stood out. Uh, Liverpool just were playing today. Uh, City played yesterday. Everton played. Uh, so a number of different teams have had some matches. Uh, Jake, I know you have been keeping an eye on Arsenal a little bit and kind of how things are going there. So let's just start with that. Nick, did you see any of the Liverpool match today or did you track any of the results? All I know is Darwin had four goals, so all the haters can go suck it. <laughs> Everybody was like hating on him uh, and he, now he has scored four goals. So the no, Yeah, for the record. So I watched the highlights and saw Darwin um, take four shots and they were awful in those uh, earlier games and now he's gone and scored four goals so i don't know what to believe it's like he's either terrible or he's amazing best fpl asset you could ever have on your team the hard thing is at nine don't you think he's like pretty tough to fit into your team uh if he bangs four goals a game no (laughs) i i just uh no but on a serious note i don't think that he's worth owning at the beginning of the season because i really want to see how he's deployed on that team and if he'll get consistent solid minutes if he is in that nine role, I could see him being worth it. But at nine, it kind of it's too much of a risk for me right now. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna hold off and, and wait and see. Yeah. But I do I do love the drama of everyone hating him on Twitter and then him scoring four goals in a preseason match, which should uh, be interesting to see the reactions there. Yeah, it's probably. I mean, you, you've got competition in that spot uh, with so Jota could play through the middle. Uh, Salah can be moved to the middle and Jota can be moved out wide. And then Firmino can play through the middle of the pitch as well. Although it seems like Jota's injured. So that's true. That's one thing to consider. Yeah. Firmino, though, Um, it does seem like like after last year, he was quite obviously second choice. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. I wonder if they'll rotate a little bit more. Um, I mean, Liverpool are good about bringing in their players and making sure that they're like, adapted to the game before they throw them out there so um as long as he's ready to go 
Yeah. Jim, I'm looking at your face. I don't like the face you just made. You want to fight me? Yeah, I want to fight you. Well, so today they start, it looks like they're like main squad, and it's Diaz, Firmino, Sala up top with like Thiago, Fabinho, and Keita. Um, and their their back line is like their four starters. So I, I do think Firmino has a real chance at starting. He's kind of been Klopp's guy for the past five years. Like I don't think we can discount him just because he was like hurt last year and like Mane was playing down the middle. You know, he had some exciting players. Hmm. Okay. So anyways, I mean, that's that's my two cents. We'll see what happens. All right. I don't want to, you know, dwell on Liverpool's amazing performance today. Yeah, other uh, preseason matches. I mean, City, City won two one. Uh, De Bruyne was pretty heavily involved. Um, a- any other interesting like results? Jake, did you watch any Arsenal stuff? Yeah, I watched a little bit of the highlights. Um, I feel like it's going to be same old Arsenal, but uh, now they actually so have a center forward. But yeah, I think inconsistent would be a good word to use. Right. That's like a th- the thing that you use at your job when you mean bad. Like when you're like, oh, yeah, this this employee, their performance has been inconsistent. That means that they've been bad. <laughs> there's there's FPL points to be had in that team. Um, I, I think that's fair, but I'm not going to go crazy with Arsenal. I do think Jesus is an interesting pick and his ownership reflects that, which almost makes it more challenging to decide what to do with it. Yeah. I would say, Jake, like I describe your performance on this podcast as inconsistent. That's how I describe it. I thought you were going to say like Jesus. Good, yeah. Good to know. That too. Yeah. Jake That's is our Jesus. He's a motherfucking miracle. That guy. Over yeah. There. Not like Gabriel Jesus, but just like the Jesus. Yeah. Jake, the Jesus. Like the martyr, you know, like he's a savior. You are, Jake. He like sacrifices himself for all the yucks. Like I feel better when I get to make fun of Jake a lot. Yeah. That's fair. All right. Well, so good talk. You. Good talk. Jim, any uh, preseason match that stood out to you that you checked out or no? Yeah. So Arsenal, it looked like they played all their backups, right? They had like not Maitland-Niles, Lakanga, Niketia, Pepe, Ramsdale, just backups, right? Martinelli was in there too, which is interesting though. So I think he, keep an eye on that. He might be a rotation risk. Yeah, big time. I think especially when, um, you know, when they're fully healthy right now, they aren't. Uh, but when, when the squad is, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Okay. Well, we'll get uh, into another thing oh, yeah, before ahead. you go on. Sorry. Everton got spanked. And I'm wondering if they will be like relegation contenders again this year. So normally Everton aren't a bad fixture. Like they're, they're a decent team and they could be like an easy fixture this year. Chelsea played them first. And I'm just curious, like, are they going to be terrible again? Is it, a, is it a good shout in terms of uh, fixture difficulty if you're looking at teams that play Everton? Yeah, I mean, it was last year, right? They were one of the worst defensive teams in the league. I think they were like, weren't, didn't they rank like 14th or 15th or something for expected goals conceded? Or They, they were terrible. Uh, they were really bad. Yeah. Especially toward like even worse, I think, in the second half of the year than in the first half. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I think I might be with you. But it's crazy to me. I have a hard time imagining that they're going to be that bad again. How, how could they? Just on paper, they look like they're okay, don't they? Every time you look at their squad. I think Lampard is exceptionally bad. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where, where I'm wondering if he just does not know how to manage a team. Because they, they aren't bad on paper, but uh, how do you lose what they lost 4-1 or 4-0 to Minnesota United? Right. Games played on grass. Yeah, it's a grass game. Not Nick. paper. Not paper, Nick. Yeah. Unless we made a field out of paper, and then you could play on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would just, like, fuck everyone over. Everyone's minds would just, oh, no. I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> um, all right, a couple of random questions, and then we're going to get into um, our teams, I think, is what I'd like to do. And um, I know Nick's been using a lot of review stuff to kind of shape his team a little bit, and uh, and and we'll talk a little bit about that, and and then Jake just is randomly picking guys, so we can talk about that too. But random questions, Kendall writes in. Can we go back to Jake eating while on uh, talking on the pod? He seems to have stopped. Annoying as it was, uh, it gave us entertainment, and to a certain extent, it, it re- reduced his more annoying whining. That's mean, Jake. Does that make you feel better that someone's being mean to you? Yeah, keep the hate flowing. Yeah, I'm say it. say um yeah, spank me again. Say that. Yeah, spank me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, going on YouTube. Let's go. 
Why did I say that? I don't know. We should clip that out though and use it often. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime. <laughs> just like a sound bank yeah. and the only one is just Jake saying, yes, spank me again. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, okay. And then uh, Bracken, writes, <laughs> Bracken writes in, there's been a trend of long haired targets for Manchester City in the recent windows. Grealish, Holland, Corella is pep getting hair envy in his old age. He hasn't had hair for a long time. I don't think Pep's upset about that, is he? He needs to surround himself with hair so that he feels comfortable. Okay. I don't think he's jealous. Right. Okay, guys. If he were uh, jealous, he would not be signing yeah, his players. Okay, guys, yeah. you will grow your hair, and your hair will be the longest, and we will win the games. Okay. <laughs> yes. Like that? Yeah, they're like, so, Pep, we uh, scouted 14 players, and then he's just like, yeah, but how long is their hair? Right. They have the long hair or no? Yes or no? You tell me. Good. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into our teams. Um, obviously, there's like some heavy hitting players, and I think we're all going to kind of revolve around a few of those premiums. Uh, we will go through questions, fellas. Like some people have asked, you know, who's better, you know, this player or that player, which player shows more promise, this player or that player. So we'll get into some of that. But I thought maybe what we would do is just each take like a minute or two to talk about how we've structured our midfield and our forward lines. Obviously, I know that that has a lot to do with how we structure our back lines just because of the big at the back this year being. Um, an option for teams. Uh, but I thought maybe a minute or two each to kind of go through our teams, talk a little bit about our thought process, why we picked the players that we have at this point, and then maybe finish with some things you're concerned about or some things you're like not really sure about because I think that's a good way to frame it. Uh, a lot of managers right now are kind of playing that game, especially I, I feel like with the mid and forward line. Uh, so does anybody want to volunteer to start? Jake. Okay, Jake's volunteering to start. Um, so take us through your midfield selections, Jake, and then your forward selections, why you kind of pick those guys, and then maybe some things that you're concerned about or thinking about. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, so as of right now, my midfield is Sala, Diaz, Mount, Martinelli, and Andreas. Um, and then my forward line, I'm just going to say, is Kane and then two 4.5s. <gasps> no Holland? No Holland as of right now. Um, so the the midfield line, I think the thing I'm, I, I'm most nervous about not having any Man City attackers. So there's that's the one thing. Obviously, this is not set in stone, and I feel like I've been switching things a lot. Um <laughs> But I just don't know what to make of Man City right now. I know they're going to score goals. I just really want to see more from them. Um, so that's kind of where I'm, like, waiting on. Um, and I do feel like my team's a little bit weak up top. So I'm still trying to figure out, like, I'm strongly considering getting rid of one of my bigger at-the-back players and maybe rotating two 4.5s because I do feel like in the beginning of the season, if you can nail – a defender like that, you should be able to put more money in the midfield and do better. There's a lot of great attacking fixtures to start the season. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out, do you go heavier with defense or heavier in the midfield forward? And I think you I think honestly, it's probably better to go heavier in the midfield forward line at the beginning of the season. I think clean sheets might be harder to get. So, All right. That's a good start, Jake. Thanks. Um, Jim, do you want to take us through where you're at? Yeah, I got uh, I got Luis Diaz, I got Sala, I got Mount, I got Jesus, and I got Sun. That's my front five. Okay, and then who do you, who that, do you have a, as a true? Yeah, who do you have as your like fringe players then? Uh, like Archer, Greenwood, and Andreas Pereira. Okay, that's my bench five back. Are you being honest? Hard to say, Nick. Hard to say. <laughs> who really knows? What um? What are your yes. like? What are your yes, concerns right now, Jim? Like when you look at that lineup, what are some things you're trying to figure out still? So this is something that I've trying to been uh, to convince Nick and Jake to do is to go with no Man City attackers because last year they had five attackers. This year they have five attackers, and we had none of their players in our teams for like the second half of the season. Um, so why is this year going to be different? Uh, Pep came out and said Holland is not fit currently, and that a big reason he chose Man City over Real Madrid 
was that Pep said that they wouldn't make him play through injuries and he would have the rest he needs to prolong his career. So I'm out on Holland. I don't know who else to go with on that Man City team. I think they're going to rotate. As always, it scares me. I don't know. Okay. I like it, though. Um, so do you have – wait. So do, you don't have Kane, though, up top. No, I, I have Jesus. When you look at, like, the optimal teams historically, it's always, like, a 4-5-1 is the best or a 5-4-1. Like, yeah. We all know forwards suck. They've never been good. Uh, right. The worst uh, – the worst uh, formation is a 5-2-3, which tells you that, like, essentially, if you just think about that, like, midfielders are the most valuable, forwards are the worst. Yep. So why are we all being like, let's go Jesus, let's go Havertz, let's go Kane, let's go Holland? It's right. like, we know this position sucks. We've been playing this game for a while. Let's just get the formation right first. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I like that thought process. Um, okay, Nick, how about you? <clears throat> all right, so I have KDB. I have Mo Salah and I have Martinelli as my mids. Then I have Jesus and I have Martial as my forwards. Whoa. I got Andreas on the bench. Ooh. I got just some just some filler here, Taylor and Alanga on my bench. So kind of going heavy on my starters and not having very much depth. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I'm a little bit worried about right now is just like I maybe um, Andreas is what he's going to be a starter, but playing for Fulham, you know, maybe expect two points a game or something like that. So that's one of my concerns. I think the other concern is like Martinelli, will he be a rotation player? Also with Martial, I don't have my heart set on him. It's just more like he's been performing well in the preseason and seems to be getting kind of the nod as the starter. But I don't know what's the deal with Ronaldo. Right. And then uh, like Jim's talking about, we don't, we don't really have a good sense of who who's going to be the guy for Man City, so I just picked up KDB thinking, like, he's the most nailed, but I could see any of their attackers getting big returns. So the only player that I have, like, solidified in my squad is going to be Salah, and there's a lot of flexibility otherwise. So I've been trying to use the uh, projections on FPL Review, but uh, Holland is, like, the second highest projected player Um and I don't even know if he'll play. Like he may not play game week one. He may not play game week two. I don't. I don't know what that's going to look like. So I don't want to make that commitment. We'll um. We'll probably have a better idea of Holland in a week or two, right? When we kind of like if he plays a preseason and if Pep says what they're going to do with him and if they're going to use him right away. Um, my team is very similar to Jake's right now, but I'm going to preface this with uh, I currently have Holland in my team. But I did just read exactly what Jim was explaining to us that Pep came out and basically said the whole whole reason Holland actually decided to come to City was because they made him that promise. He wants to have a long career. He started really young, uh, wants to wants to prolong his career with uh, by avoiding injuries. He's a he's a BGF too. He's a he's like a big dude, you know, and like yeah. those big guys, big tend, goofy fuck, big yeah. goofy. Yeah, they t- <laughs> thank you, Jim. Uh, they do tend yeah. to um they do tend to sustain more injuries you know regardless of how athletic a guy like like he is um and so uh yeah my team currently is Neto, Sala, Mount, Martinelli are my four uh and then I have uh, Andreas on the bench and then Holland and two 4.5 non-playing forwards basically but um I'm I am uh, this I haven't really messed with my draft for a while uh, I am very much starting to lean towards what Jim was talking about, like not putting hardly any money into this forward line. I think Jesus is a great pick. I think he's going to play a lot of minutes um, playing as the center forward for Arsenal there. I do think Niketa will play, but Jesus has shown that he can play wide too, right? So I think that that's a situation where he's a good pick. It's a, it's a reasonable investment at that price point. So that's my one big question. My other concerns right now are, as Nick said, Martinelli. I do have a little bit of a concern about Mount, mostly because I went to Twitter and was like, why aren't people talking about Mount? And all these people are like, he's going to get rotated constantly. And I hadn't thought about that. They do have quite a bit of depth. I know he's first choice, but they have quite a bit of depth in the attacking areas and specifically in kind of those like attacking midfield areas too. Um, So I don't really know uh, about that. Um, the final piece for me that I'm just trying to figure out, um, and I guess this is the next question I was going to ask you guys, 
are there players that right now you don't have in your team in the attacking areas, but you really would like to get into your team for some reason, but you, you can't quite figure out how to get them in. So like, for example, for me right now, a player I'm very interested in, and it has the feeling of Deli Alley last year, who I fully will admit that I completely supported. I held him in my team for like seven game weeks. <laughs> it basically fucked my whole season just to have him. But, um, but Rashford, Rashford's a player that I'm like really interested in again, mostly because of the price point and the fact that he's in the midfield at 6.5. But I think that's exactly what like Deli Alley was like 6.5 or 7 last year. And I was like, yeah, he's the best and played him and got screwed. So uh, I don't know. That's a player I'm really interested in. Does anybody like Nick, do you have anybody right now that you're looking at that you really want in your team? I'm kind of worried about not having Spurs assets. I'm also worried about not having Holland. So some of those guys who are very highly owned and are very expensive, who I don't have on my squad right now, if they come out of the gates just explosive in those first few games, that's going to set me back. So one one thing that I try to think about is like, what is the ownership percentage of some of these players? And then do you kind of hedge your bets a little bit by just going with them because they're highly owned and if they don't perform then you're at least not falling way behind the pack in the event that they they overperform or something like that um if you don't have them i i am worried about not having a chelsea attacker i feel like chelsea there's some potential there but it's a similar situation to city where i don't i don't really know who who the guy is going to be i think there's opportunity there and when the lineups get uh, shaken up a bit then then there's there's new potential for certain players to have kind of like a breakout season i just don't know who that might be on chelsea but that's one of the teams that i'm i'm kind of excited about um that's yeah that's kind of where i'm at right now i don't know the models we'll like see what Mount. happens they do like yeah they like yeah. mounts a lot that's one of the reasons i initially went with him but um jim i just oh, i can't sorry. so sorry just like one thing about mount that i can't get over and i tend to do this with players is Remember last season when he was having a rough stretch of games and he like he literally it was in the FA Cup he booted a ball out of the stadium trying to shoot it. Yeah. yeah, that sticks in my head where I'm just like there's no way Mount can be projected to be a high scoring player when he took a shot and it went out of the stadium. So that's that's kind of the problem I had playing it FPL for you? because that's what those, it. those memories that's yeah those of... memories just stick in my head and I'm just like no I can't do it with this play I just it's gotta can't. be a lot of a lot of power to get it out of the stadium the guy's got a foot huh <laughs> he's just got to focus it and aim it a little bit better yeah, yeah if he could figure that out he's straight into my team no I, I I like the Chelsea shout I think Havertz is someone that we actually need to consider this year with Lukaku leaving like who else is going to play in that nine role because I know Gallagher could replace Mount. You know, like Marco said, there's all these other wingers. But now that Lukaku's gone, like, who's... who's the... Pucci. What? Pucci. Pucci? Yeah, you don't know who Pucci is? I don't know who Pucci is. Who's Pucci? Uh, your compatriot, Christian Pulisic. The LeBron James of the soccer world. He's playing as a nine? That's where you... Okay, all right. That's not happening. Uh, yeah, do you know where LeBron James plays on the basketball court? The number nine, the nine, you idiot. That's yeah. what he plays. I'm really amazed that no one... Uh, with how little we are interested in Man City, that no one's like saying they're afraid of Man City, right? Like Their fixtures are fantastic. Like I, what? I am... What? West yeah, Ham well, and the right. revised Newcastle, who had like the best defense in the second half of the season, and they just bought a bunch of new players. I think two of those three games are kind of tough, but I do agree with your overall point. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? You're an idiot. But I don't but even I know agree. what to say. But I now. agree I'm with just, what you're I'm saying. Just yeah. Off my game. yeah, they could score five like every single game. Right. Yeah, uh, they could be averaging five goals a game in the first five game weeks. I could see that. Yeah, and it's just like, look, you know, if we're talking about predictions, they really love Mahrez and Foden. They're not that expensive. Um, and Holland's also very much well-liked, obviously, too. Um, so it's like, it's really nerve-wracking not having any of those attackers. But I never know who to go with, and inevitably, it's always the wrong pick for me. So I do think if I'm going to go with that team, it's going to be Holland or KDB, but it is going to be a little bit of a wait-and-see for me. For that team, do you guys have any concern that KDB overperformed his XG by nine goals last season? That's crazy. He's a really uh, good goal scorer. Next question. Two seasons yeah, ago, he underperformed confirmed. by like five. So 
I'm I'm never concerned about KDB. Like, never. He's just one of those players that it doesn't matter. He's going to get it done if he's on the field. It's just like he's also very streaky and can be deployed in so many positions. How do we know? I don't think anybody ever really knows with Pep. I, honestly, I don't think anyone ever really knows. Yeah. I, I will say, though, like, expected goals per 90 last year, uh, Foden was better than De Bruyne. Like, Foden was at 0.65, but even, like, Mahrez was better than that at 0.87. The issue is, like Jake just said, are they going to play every game? You know, and, like, that but it's it, expected minutes, yeah. really, is what it comes down to. Well, and it's going to be a big switch, right? Like, Holland's going to be playing only one spot. And, you know, like, Foden played in that spot as well right. last year. Right. So, I mean, that kind of inflated his numbers. And it's like, where does Foden go? Like, what? what is... What is his yeah. position now? Yeah, and, I mean, I, Jack's I think some probably people talk, left wing. Talked about, but... we, we talked about it a little bit like, oh, Sterling's leaving. And then like, oh, there's going to be more time for him. But I thought more about it. And you've got Mahrez, uh, Foden, Bernardo Silva played some some time up there as well uh, on the wings. Grealish. Um, you still have quite a few players that can play in those spots. And so that's just what, what the problem becomes with those guys. So. And we can't we can't forget Julian Alvarez, who just got from Murray's yeah, plate. Right, back. right. Did he score like right. forty goals or something? Right. Yeah. So, so there's definitely going to be a lot of competition in the position, and but that's kind of Pep's thing, right? I mean, he's always going to have those those types of teams where he has ample depth, and and yes, the five sub rule in some ways may help a little bit to make sure your guy gets on, but it also means that your guy's going to play less minutes too, right? He'll come off at sixty or sixty five rather than playing the whole game, so. Yeah, it's, it's a little tricky to navigate, but I thought, why don't we kind of just transition? We're starting to kind of get into some of these questions anyways, but I'll talk briefly about our Patreon and then and then let's get into like some actual questions. So, um, you know, we've got a Patreon. Uh, it's a pretty good little crew of folks. Uh, we've got a Discord that goes along with that. Um, you know, we'd love to have some more people join it this year. I think there's quite a few people that we have that are... Uh, consistent listeners that aren't necessarily part of it, but I think it's a really nice way to to add uh, another layer to the podcast and to the community that you're kind of part of by listening. So, um, you know, the Patreon, The Art of the Dive, email us at theartofthedive at gmail.com. You can DM us on Twitter if you're interested in getting involved. Uh, we'd really love to have have some people. Um, Bobby asked, are we allowed Jake disses or equivalents this season? Jake? Yeah, you can diss me. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, even it me. doesn't even bother me. Uh, FBL version writes in with Jake with Jake rumored to be starting a lucrative breakaway YouTube channel on a scale of one to ten. How how much does Marco value loyalty? One, don't care if Jake leaves. Uh, next question: Can Marco <laughs> sing the following question to Jake? Where have all the cowboys gone? I don't really know why he wanted me to sing it, but I sang it. Why does Nick sound like Tina Belcher? Why does Jake sound like Glenn Sturgis? Who are those people? I had to look them up. So Tina Belcher is from Bob's Burgers, okay. and she's the awkward daughter. Yeah, that's you. Um, that's good. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, it's she is like <laughs> both in like voice and also just like mannerisms. You kind of look similar. like her a little. Yeah, and like she's very awkward, kind of goofy, pretty socially like inept. So that kind of ticks all the boxes for me. Right. And then Glenn Sturgis is a character from. Um, I'm blanking on the name. It's like Superstore or something like that. And he's kind of like this uh, overwhelmed manager, like chronically overwhelmed uh, manager who's like, oh, no, all the people are rushing into the store. <laughs> I had to watch YouTubes on this, but the voice is uncanny. It's very similar to Jake. Hmm. And uh, I, I appreciate that. I did have to ask if that was a good thing or a bad thing. Turns out it's a, it's, it's a good thing, according to Mark. I don't I don't know if that's true or if he's just trying to make me feel okay about having a monotone small child girl voice from a cartoon show. Do you think maybe uh, FPL Virgin is, this is a sexual thing for him? Definitely. Yeah, we're all on the same page. All right, yes. let's jump into it. Um, the way we're going to do this is just kind of like quickly go through. We already hit a lot of these players, but I want to get back into it. So uh, we've got some questions on kind of cheap, middle-priced, and then the more expensive mids, and then same thing with forwards, and we'll work through it. So... Uh, enabler mids, I think, is the first the first question. Obviously, um, Andreas Pereira is going to be the big one on our list. It looks like he's going to be in a starting spot at 4.5. Uh, the other player that a lot of people are talking about, I believe, is uh, is Bailey, right? At, he's at 5, I believe, right now. So I would consider him kind of in that, 
that uh, area as well. Uh, there are some question marks around him starting every game, but it looks like he's probably going to play. Like he'll he'll be involved with the team. Um, are there any other enabler players that people are looking to uh, that you feel like could could really help you know open up some cash other places? Crickets. No. Uh, <laughs> the end. <laughs> what about Gordon? Are we talking like? Price point four four point five or five? Yeah, four point five, or a little bit five, like under six. Yeah, I guess under six. I mean, under six. four point five five is, I guess, what I was going to say because I think once we get into this five point five six, then maybe we can introduce some of those players. Wilson wrote in now. Who are the best five to six mids? Bailey, Neto, uh, Bruno G, Martinelli. Um, I mean, are you? I have Neto in my team. I, he has a really, really good from last year. I know he didn't play; he was hurt, so he didn't play many minutes. But he played as like a second striker in the preseason game this year. He played as a second striker for a lot of the games last year. And he had an expected goal involvement per 90 of 0.59, which puts him on par last year with Mount and above Martinelli and De Bruyne uh, and Diaz. Oh, snap. So just just so people know. But I know he played very few minutes. So the sample size is tiny. Uh, Get Neto in your team. But yeah, I don't know. I thought it was funny. Like, I woke up and just saw Bailey all of a sudden, like, in everybody's draft yeah. and was like, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you know, next week it's going to be a different one. I do agree with the Neto selection. Like, I don't really see why people went away from Neto if he was just, like, too popular on teams and everyone's like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, but I think the other 5.5s to maybe or lower that to maybe slightly consider would be gray. I mean, it just sucks how bad Everton is, but. I feel like Gray's going to start on the left wing, and he's not a terrible player. He scored 106 points, you know, last year, five goals, five assists. Um, I could see that working out. And I do – I'm going to sound like Ryan here, but I do think Leeds have great fixtures, and Aronson is pretty freaking cheap at 5.5. If he's playing, he's an interesting player on that team because we do know they like to score goals. So it doesn't matter how good the team is if they're scoring goals. Yeah, yeah Gray had a good uh, as well last year. Is actually his expected goal involvement per 90 is 0.36. Uh, Gordon's was 0.31. I do think Gordon now gets, with Richarlison gone, gets those consistent minutes. Uh, but Everton are just, they're terrible. I mean, they're so bad on, on both sides of the ball. So it's hard to get behind them. Uh, I mean, I know Leeds wasn't good either, but... For some reason, it feels at least like Leeds is a like you feel like they're a little more attacking. Maybe it's just because they press all over the place. Doesn't necessarily mean they score more. It just you feel like they are. So maybe that's a better shout. Anybody else looking at? And they don't have Frank. Yeah. Can I just yeah. can I just say something about the NATO point real quick? Uh, yeah. Looking at XG for last season, bottom three teams: Norwich, Wolves, Watford. True. Yeah, true. Uh, they scored. Yeah, they scored the least amount of goals for any non-relegated side. So, like, yeah, I get he's a good enabler, but you're also getting, like, a, a side that doesn't score goals. So, right. do, you, do you want that? Yeah, it's no, it's a great, it's a great point, fixtures. regardless of the fact that he had that a good XGI per 90. He just didn't play hardly any minutes. So, you know, he's on a team with, he's on a team that doesn't produce much. Um, no, I'm with you on that. I don't disagree. What about Martinelli then? What is What are people's thoughts on him? I mean, I currently have him in my team. He had an XGI per 90 of 0.57. He's a great involvement last year. Um, uh, underperformed technically his his um, expected goals per 90 as well. Um, so anybody have thoughts on him? Um, Smith Rowe is out right now, but probably will be healthy in two weeks. Might not be fully fit, but... He's the big competition at that spot. Jake, any thoughts on Martinelli as the Arsenal fan? Uh, just monitoring the Smith Rowe, you know, information. If he's injured, I really like Martinelli. Uh, he had the second highest uh, XGI for midfielders in that price range. Um, he was at behind uh, Goondoggy for Man City and ahead of Zaha, Grealish, Barnes, Trossard. So that's kind of why he's on my team too right now. Okay. I think that's everybody in that price range, right? Is there anybody that we're missing? Bruno so, G? Yeah, like Bruno oh. G came up, but he's not he's not projected highly. I think he's just a popular player. I don't I don't exactly understand. I think he had like a good couple fixtures at the end of last season, so people were kind of hot on him. Um, but looking at his stats over his career, he's not generally been a goal scorer, so I don't know that 
he's like a decent shout. There are a couple other players who are projected pretty decently for their price. So like McAllister from Brighton and Wissa from Brentford. I don't think either of those players will make it onto my team, but in terms of the projections, they have one of the highest points per million projected over the course of the first five game weeks. I honestly think that we there aren't a lot of sexy options at this point, though. Yeah. All right. Well, we've well that price point isn't sexy, right? There's no there's no sex to be had there, Nick. You know. Sometimes the the like uh yeah, like an OTP HJ oh, for that price. No, Juan, Juan Basaka. Remember him when he was on Crystal Palace? He, I mean, I know this is a mid forward pod, so like I'm kind of going off the rails here, but he was a 4.0 defender. We got him. Yeah. In in the preseason and he was just like solid the entire right. season Lundstrom was the same and it goes to the point jim actually made last week that a lot of the gems are normally in the back line and that was the one thing jim threw out that it was the only reason he was t- he had talked about well maybe you got to have one of those four you know he, he was talking big at the back but then said well maybe you can find a guy that's four or 4.5 because there are these gems traditionally in the back line that normally is not happening in the midfield um, not at that range, but as we move to this next price range, this like seven to eight range, suddenly you sometimes can find every year a guy that performs like a premium. So who's the player in that range? It's too sexy. There's too many sexy picks too in this much. one. Oh, it's oh, just God. everywhere. <laughs> Can't handle it. Oh, God. <laughs> uh that's gross um but uh okay so let's just talk about quickly then the heavy hitters in this price range um obviously Diaz Mahrez. Um, Foden, Grealish, Mount. Um, we kind of jumped over uh, Rashford, but we talked about him a little bit before. Are there any other players then in that price range? I think Maddo is probably in Maddo there. for sure. Good. Yeah. And Saka, Saka like Jake Saka. Saka. Yeah. Yep. Anybody else? <clears throat> Do you think Jared uh, we, Bowen is in there? I haven't even. He was really good last year. I haven't but. even thought of him. Isn't that crazy? He had such a crazy year yeah. last year, but it, he's at eight five. It just seems like a stretch, doesn't it? It does. And yeah. Opening against City kind of that, yeah. that hurts. Yeah. So who do you guys currently like the most? Obviously, I have Mount in my team. Um, he had a point five nine xgi per ninety. Foden beat him out, um, but but Mount was kind of the next best in that area and and played more minutes than Foden too. Uh, is there anybody else in there that you guys are really interested in? I do like Maddo uh, a lot. Uh, I think that he was overlooked last year as a player and had one of his best uh, seasons, not only in terms of FPL output, but also eye test, like just the way he played the game. Um, maybe, Jake, who are you kind of thinking in that price point? Um, well, I think Diaz is the most solid option, but we don't need to talk about him because everybody likes him. I do think Maddo is a good player and i guess depending on your strategy he might not be a re- an unreasonable shout to start because he's got brentford away arsenal uh, and then home southampton but, but then it gets kind of like tougher with like chelsea away brighton away man united home so i just think there's better fixtures with the other guys right like so many other like players have better fixtures at that same price point but, yeah, you're right. I mean, overall, he outscored all the other ones, and he missed a lot of fixtures, so I, I don't hate it. Anybody else, Jim or Nick, that you guys like? Are those kind of the heavy hitters, and you just kind of you kind of got to pick one, right? One or two and go with it, depending on your team structure. Yep. Got to pick one or two. Yeah. That's about it. No. It's going to be hard, because I do think one of these players this year will perform like a premium. Um, I, I do – Jake kind of commented on this already, but Diaz could be that guy – if he gets the consistent minutes and plays as much as Mane did, he very much could be that guy. Um, I don't know that Mount is has enough freedom as a player to necessarily be that, you know, that premium level, really high end, because he has to defend so much, right? Like in, in Tuchel's system, he has to drop back and defend, whereas Diaz has to do a lot of work uh, defensively, but Poole do a lot more of that defensive work further up the field. And so Diaz is allowed to stay in more attacking positions when the ball's lost. Uh, so when the ball's lost, he can stay a little higher and press in those areas, whereas Mount's dropping in. I think the same for Foden, but my concerns remain about with him and Mahrez about the uh, the minutes, right? That That's my fear. And, and I don't get it with Mahrez either. Every time he plays, he returns. He, he had an XGI of, per 90 of 
Isn't that insane? Just absurd, but he always plays the least amount of minutes. Right, every year. And it's not like he's, it's not like he's, oh, oh, well, he's just, it's, he's trying to bet in with Pep. No, he's been there. He's been there this whole time, and Pep's had him. Clearly, he doesn't see him as a player that can play that many minutes, and I don't get that one bit. I really don't. Well, don't you think it's because defensively he's not the same he, he, for Pep? For like, sure. He yeah. kind of uses him as a Swiss Army knife in specific games, and and he that's the same way he was at Leicester, but he just played all the time, right? Like he had an amazing season when they won the title. But he played every game. Right. So it's like, yeah, I love him. He would be on my team if I know he starts the first two or three game weeks. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. So I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then from a premium perspective there, I guess it's – so it's Salah. Obviously, are we all going to have Salah on our team? Yep. Yep. I think you have to, right? I, I've seen some yep. no Salah drafts, but it's just like yep. you just captain him most of the time. So you have to have yep. him. Uh, yep. And then the okay, great. Um, KDB's in that mix. Son obviously in that mix. Um, Bruno Fernandez is at an interesting price point at ten, but I'm having a hard time learning to trust again after what happened last year. Um, is there is, is there anything? Um, is there anybody else that's con- a premium midfielder that I'm missing right now? Sterling. Oh yeah, at ten, that's an interesting price point, but. It, I do. I have fears again about that Chelsea rotation in those wide areas. Don't you guys? No. Yeah. I mean, he's a no go for me at that price point, but I, you know, I could see some people being interested in him and he does, he's projected to do really well. I mean, he's like super fit and he played all the, like he can play an entire season and I don't know, Pulisic doesn't seem to be in favor and Ziyech is kind of out the door. Yeah, true. So maybe, so maybe he should be talked about more. I, he had really uh, great stats last year. I mean, he he was strong in terms of uh, what he produced and in terms of his per ninety. Um, and he and you're right, Jim. He actually, if you look at historically, he has played a ton of minutes under Pep. Uh, a game week in and out, ninety, 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 ninety. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, if he plays, is good. If he doesn't play, is bad. Well, I mean, he was fourth. He was fourth in the uh, fourth in the league for XGI per ninety last year. Um, behind, um, well, you know, if, if you look at at least 10 appearances, you know, Mahrez, Minamino, Salah were better, but Minamino, I guess you can take out of there. He does just didn't really play very much. I so I, I don't, I don't like stats where he's on a whole new team and a whole new system. Right? Yeah, like hard. city's going to score hard. goals. So I don't, I kind of throw him out the window. Yeah. Okay. Um, well then are we ready to quickly do forwards? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, uh, obviously the premium discussion is Kane versus Holland. Um, I for at the start of the year I was really on Holland. I just thought, man, with the amount of XG that the team produces, uh, and and the fact that he will very much be kind of a true number nine in their system, I thought, man, you just go with him. But now I'm a little nervous. He's not fit right now. Pep made these comments. The problem is, like Wilson said, uh, everyone's talking about Kane. Kane doesn't have the August curse anymore because he broke it last year. He had this August curse for a long time. Was that where he couldn't score in August? Yeah, he'd like never score in August or, he, or he very poor performances, at least at the minimum in August. And uh, last year, he kind of broke out of that a little bit. Kendall writes in, worth picking Sun over Kane for game week one, but leaving the, the dilemma of no Holland for game week two. Um, you know, Wilson's asking Holland versus Kane. I, I think I'm starting to lean more towards Kane. So Kane had a higher XG and XA than Sun last year, but Sun gets more points because he's in the midfield. Uh, Sun also overperforms consistently where Kane is, he underperformed right. at three and a half XG. Woo. Woo. So Sun has done that his whole career, right? He's always been an overperformer, but, yep. um, my concern is I always, and maybe this is just because of who I am, like with statistics, I always think at some point he's going to come back down. Whereas Stain, Kane has this very consistent performance, right? He, he almost hits his XGI every year, like right on the head. Uh, yep. And I like that. So if you're going to go premium at the forward spot, I think right now it's Kane unless we see that Holland is like good to go, ready to rock, right? Yeah. And, and Pep comes yeah. out and says so. Like, yeah, he's going to play every game for us, you know? Um, so Jesus is the next question then. And it goes back to Jim's point from that Jim just made. Uh, do you get nervous, Jim, about him being on a new team? Uh, I, I think so, and I don't think he'll be on pens, but in the preseason, him and Niketi have played together quite consistently, 
So I don't I don't think the rotation risk is there, and that was my main concern. Jake? Get him in. Get him in. Jake, oh. is, Jake has always said that. I'm going to regret that. it because I know he's going to get sold really fast when Arsenal like lose their first two games and score one goal, but you we'll think see. Arsenal are going to sell him in the August window still? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think like the price point, like it's just oh, going to plummet. from a price point like, perspective. Uh, like, FPL yeah, FPL, yeah. sorry. Like everybody's going to be like, oh no, they blanked against Crystal Palace and, you know, scored one goal and it was it was Niketia instead of Jesus. And it's like his total like ownership is going to go from 60 to like 30. I'm just yeah. going to be like, fuck me. I mean, that very well but, could happen. That's true. Um, yeah. Are there other forwards? That's the last question I think really that we need to hit on the forward question i know we haven't spent a lot on it but really it's holland and kane and jesus are the the three players that are highly enough owned to really be discussed vardy is is obviously always in the mix and he tends to be a pretty fast starter year in and year out uh is is there any thought on somebody like him Nah, i don't like his price point i think it's a little too high for me to pull the trigger on vardy i think another player that i'm interested in would be havertz and we mentioned that earlier yeah. just because of the absence of Lukaku, but um, you know, there, there's not. It's slim pickings, and we kind of know the forward position does not always produce the greatest FPL results that we've seen in the last few seasons. So it's kind of like I'd rather spend my funds elsewhere. Yeah. And just to be clear, there isn't a low-priced forward really right now, like a five or something that's playing, right? Oh, Mitrovic? You mean the guy who's going to bang 40 goals this season? I think he's 6.5, isn't he? Ah, uh, he's 6.5, but it doesn't matter because he's so good. FPL review always says Solanke. I don't, like, he has a terrible schedule. Bournemouth are trash. I don't I don't get it, but he's he's always in the FPL review. They do. The, the <laughs> right. Card. They like him. Former Liverpool product, right? Yeah, I think the model's just a little bit biased uh, towards those really cheap players who are going to play... Um, like 80 or more minutes. I think the model has some 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 flaws, but we'll get an update on that at the end of the Ju- July yeah, month. Yeah, I think the model Whatever. is at its most flawed point before the season starts True. and it gains yeah, more accuracy no, as time goes on. Yeah, so if no you want to ignore the model, now is the time. Yeah, right. There's no input, right? There's no data. Yeah, input. I don't know. Uh, Alex had wrote in, are there any 4.5 mids or forwards that, that might be reliable enablers? I mean, we talked a little bit about mids. doesn't feel like there's any forwards. Greenwood may play a little bit for Leeds. I, he's, yeah, Bamford, he's yeah, Bamford I think played a ton of minutes in his early yeah. career, and now yeah. his injuries are kind of hampering him. We'll see if he can get back to his form. But, yeah, yeah I like that shout. Yeah, I think you just... One guy to keep in mind is uh, Undav. I don't know his, his first name. Dennis Undav or something like that from Brighton. He's a 5.5 forward. Um, I think he came from what, like the Belgian league or something like that. So he's he's a player who's on my watch list. I'm not going to have him first game week of the season, but I want to see how he performs because he could be a good forward enabler if he plays regularly. Yeah. You're not worried that Danny Welbeck is just going to have this fantastic season? Yeah, I'm not worried that he'll have to beat out Welbeck and Maupai for playing time. I think that those guys are washed, so it could be could be a good option if you're looking for a budget player. Okay. Um that's pretty solid. Um I think uh I think we've got a pretty good feel then for, for what the options are right now and, and we'll have another pod later with, with once we, we know a little more information, getting a little closer to the start of the season. We've got what, two a little over two weeks, right? Yep. Yeah, so two weeks, baby. Uh, FPL Virgin did write in, and we're going to talk about this next week. So a little preview for next week's pod. Uh, uh, Jake is notorious for showing zero patience with his wild cards and for spunking the wild card as quickly as humanly possible. Now official FPL have given us an extra wild card this season. Will Jake be even more annoying? We'll talk about that more next week, uh, and and kind of how to structure maybe some chip stuff and wild cards and with with the World Cup um, when fixture swings happen and things like that. So. Uh, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, uh, Instagram, The Art of the Dive. Um, download our Wait. podcast anywhere. <laughs> what? You got something? Wait. <laughs> what? We have, to do, we have to rank players based on their attractiveness. And guys, we have to do a better job of including a diverse group of players God, and not just all the white guys. We were called out on that? Uh, we literally just we chose like five white guys that we found attractive in the defenders and goalkeepers. So I don't know if we should be using that word as a 
you know, to describe race, Nick. Okay, so, jeez. Okay, yeah, whatever you want to call it, we didn't do a great job of having a diverse uh, pool of attractive players, so we got to do a better job this time around. Okay. I just watched the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where Larry David uh, makes a very inappropriate um, affirmative action joke. It's pretty funny. It's a good laugh. That's what I feel like. Good. That's what I feel like is happening right now. So, all right. Do you want to share the joke on the pod, or? Uh, yeah, if you've so seen not, Curb, no, uh, no he, he runs into a um, a friend of his uh, has a, a black doctor, and uh, and and Larry David's response is to the doctor's face. Um, oh, you you let him work on you, even with all that affirmative action stuff, and uh, that's the end of it. Uh, and and then it's very awkward because he needs help from the doctor later in the episode. It's very funny. Um, anyways, uh, all right. So some attractive players, Jake, hottest forward right now. Oh, I was gonna go mid, and I was gonna go Ruben Neves. You think Neves, huh? Well, oh, that's like, a good I shout. Think, yeah, he's a good yeah, looking guy. I mean, he's got the nice, you know, dark. Long hair, you know, good looking tan. Good Portuguese. Good Portuguese, okay. you know. Uh, so what, yeah. Anybody else? Um, Kato so... Balde? You're just making players what? up? Are you Googling <laughs> players right now? Did you just yes. Google hot guys? Yes, I did. He's not in the Premier League, <laughs> yes. is he? No, he's not. But it, you just said hot players. I don't know. James Rodriguez. Right. <laughs> here's, here's my short list. I got Callum Wilson. Alex Morgan. Dominic Solanke. Um, I do like Darwin because he's really tall and he's got that ponytail going on. Yeah. Um, Olivier Giroux. Again, oh, not in the league. We're not doing a game. It's, it's FPL. It's not F every league. God Gerard damn it, PK. Oh, my God. We're done. We're done with this. This was fun until Jim ruined it. And Nick ruined it with all I like, his I like Firmino. Nick ruined it with all he's his got nice rules. Jim ruined it by not getting that it was like FPL players. I don't Arcadiz want to play this game. Um, all right, we're getting out of here. Um, what about Isco? Uh, yeah, download Another our podcast. Wherever podcasts are found, we're that done. Hazard? <laughs> hazard, no, he's too short. All right, I'm Marco. Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> and I'm Jake. And remember, you should die. I'm out of players. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>